Sup witches, Phil here. Just a quick reminder that you've got two weeks left to get your ideas in for what we should do as our extra special first birthday show. Remember, just get in touch via Twitter. Find us at Sabrina Watch. Find us on Facebook. Let us know on there. Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Just type that in and you'll find us. Or, you know, why not drop us an email? Sabrina Teenage Watch at gmail.com and if you want a taster of what it sounds like when the three of us talk about something a little bit different then stay tuned because at the end of this episode I've put in a couple of minutes from our Hocus Pocus episode yes that's right a world exclusive clip following the end of this episode anyway enjoy and remember get in touch you've only got two weeks left Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three obnoxious and objectionable oddballs review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, I'm a big oddball, and I am your host and your guide to this wonderful journey of nostalgia. I'm joined by uh, some guests, as I am each week, and these are not just guests in my home, they're guests in my heart. First of all, Mr. Graham Riley, hello Graham. So we won't always be in your heart. We've not taken up residence there. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what was crossed my mind. Our, 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 our love is temporary. Well, that's nice to know. When but the fuck are we being evicted? No, no. I, I was taking it literally. So if you were permanently in my heart, I mean, that's it's going to cause me some some defects. Yeah, but if we were guests in your heart, you'd you'd still feel pain when we were in there. And that's How it. are we getting in there? Well, but I know I feel pain. Funnily enough, once every two weeks. <laughs> Why I order? Um, but, uh, so, Graham, how are you, my I'm, friend? I'm fine, thank you. Decent episode today. Some uh, some interesting guest stars, um, yeah. which uh, triggered off some more '90s nostalgia uh, among us. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, pretty star-studded this one. Yeah. And uh, as well, another guest is joined in the studio uh, on the right. Uh, he's just returned from his holidays. It's Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. When the fuck did I go on holiday? Have you not, have you not been on holiday? No. Oh. Have you been in hospital or something then? No. Oh. So you weren't on holiday and you've not been in hospital. Yeah. So what excuse have you got for not wishing me happy birthday this week? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, fuck a dog. I'm so sorry, mate. (laughs) I waited all day. He's going to message me. I was thinking maybe he's pushing it. Stayed up till midnight just to see and then... Not, not a fucking peep from this guy. A guy that I consider my best friend has didn't even wish me happy birthday. What's the excuse, mate? I invited you out to a beer garden yesterday. You declined. Well, it wasn't my birthday yesterday, was it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I declined. Because I'm angry. Ah, oh, shit, mate. I'm, I'm really fucking sorry. <laughs> I messaged Graham saying, I'm going to lay a trap for Chris. Let's see if he walks into it. <laughs> so I had Faye put lots of birthday banners around. So I've taken them down. I've hidden my cards. Hidden the balloons. There we go, just so hopefully you wouldn't even know. The thing is, I knew it was your fucking birthday as well. <laughs> you didn't even bother. There We've we had whole conversations about it. And I just, I just, it was my first week back in work after the half yeah. term. I just... You wonder why you're just a guest in my heart. <laughs> yeah, so that traitorous bastard over there is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. You alright, mate? <laughs> How are you? Uh, mortified now. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, I, uh, that, that's, that's kicked me in the teeth. Shit, mate. <laughs> sorry, mate, it's fine. It's no, fine. I'm so, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm making his last appearance. Here's <laughs> 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 some of your best bits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. We'll make up. We'll, we'll kiss and make up over a piece of cake later. So uh, no, it's all fine. Uh, yeah. So we're up to episode twenty-four. It's entitled Sabrina's Choice. Uh, in this episode, Sabrina pits aunt versus aunt, and they subsequently sort of like divorce. I guess they split up and get their own gaffes. And Sabrina has to make the choice which one she wants to live with. Did we enjoy this episode? Yeah, it is. It was indeed a episode which really obviously because it was the central purpose of it uh, established Hilda and Zelda and their separate characters you know the sort of the the dichotomy between the, the two of them um, 
so yeah, anything that explores characters in a in a humorous and consistent way um, is is fine by me. Yes. Did you, uh, Chris? Did you do you like the the themes it tried to tackle with with Sabrina having to make a difficult her first real difficult decision, I guess, of the show so far. I guess it was good fun. I like the little. Willard Craft side bit. The yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we that get to explore. Brilliant. We get to explore a bit of not only Mr. Craft sort of suspecting something's up, but actually bearing witness to uh, to actual magics going on. Yes. So, uh, so that's very fun. Uh, we see a good line from Salem, and also going back to Mr. Craft, I think my favourite Mr. Craft line of the show. Oh, so far, yeah, yeah, yeah. hands down. He has uh, a great episode. Uh, yes, does uh, old Willard. Yeah, kind of a running thing because um, we did it was Disney World last week, wasn't yes. it? And he, that was, I think, his best episode so far. So maybe yeah. they're saving the best craft till last, maybe. maybe. But uh, he's, def- he's definitely honed his craft, I guess. Oh, with the, oh, 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 it's just the start of it, folks. Uh, so, boys, are we ready to uh, to uh, crack straight into this episode? I'm pretty sure we've already agreed that. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Wonderful. Ah, oh, here goes. <laughs> Yo, foreshadowing. You little tease. <laughs> little tease. Uh, the episode opens with Sabrina throwing her heavy rucksack, or sorry, book bag, out of a locker. But considering that it's Friday afternoon and no one is around, she makes it levitate next to her. But not for long, as Mr. Craft bumps into her. Sabrina insists that he's crazy, and he blames it on buying some hair loss medicine out of someone's trunk. Yes. Yeah, I mean, come on. He literally go. I could have sworn the bag was floating behind you and then it's like no 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 I was just carrying it yeah she's like, like oh wouldn't that be great <laughs> yeah and yeah he bl- blames it on uh, the uh, knockoff uh, minoxidil he's <laughs> yeah. uh, been, been buying uh, seeping into his brain yeah that's ooh. what he thinks is happening through his scalp and his skull more skull you know Bone. That's the worst thing. It's probably not, so, so, uh, you know, preventing his hair loss. It's probably just giving him brain cancer or something horrible like that. Yeah, Alzheimer's, dementia. You know, it could be causing a wonderful blood clot in there. You just don't know. So uh, yeah, very very troubled bloke, and blames everything on everything he's taken. He bec- he has become certainly by the end of this episode. He's become somebody I no longer resent really and just pity greatly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Been, he's been taken for one hell of a ride by the family Spellman by this point yeah I think I'm going to have to change the tempo of the bastard scale music and call it the poor bastard scale yeah. <laughs> yeah. the titles roll and she's dressed as a jockey and she says giddy up oh wait I need a horse. She does. If you you enter a uh, horse race without a horse, they don't let you in. No, um, no, that that's just the, the just, that's just running. Dems yeah. the rules. That dems the rules. They mentioned that on the commentary for the Grand National last week. You know, yeah, he said a lot of you are probably wondering why do some jockeys not just enter without a horse because they could probably run faster than a horse. And the reason is it's it's against against the rules. It's illegal. You know, it's yeah. that that's why um, you know a lot of them turn to presenting radio instead. Yeah. <laughs> Disc jockeys, folks. Disc jockeys. It's more jokes like that coming up. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a positive. And they're going to go down just as well as that one. What, like a lead balloon? (laughs) Absolutely. We're still in... I was going to say a lead horse, Sam. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Too right it doesn't. (laughs) Like a lead horse. (laughs) Fact. She might as well say that. Giddy up. Oh, wait. This is a lead horse. (laughs) We're still in school and Harvey tells Sabs that he won two tickets to the Lisa Loeb concert from the local radio station and asks Sabs uh, to go with him. But she promised her aunts that she'd stay in this weekend and do some work. Boys, are we big Lisa Loeb fans? No, I have no idea who she is. I know she was a popular singer-songwriter in the 90s. Couldn't tell you any one of her songs, though. Yeah, I, I listened to one of her hits. If Did, I, did, did you Google it? I, I did Google it. We Googled! For fuck's <laughs> hey. sake. Uh, I did Google Lisa Loeb. Um, I listened to you know, about 48 seconds of one of her tracks. Wasn't impressed enough to remember the name of it, but uh, they play it during the concert. Was it the kind of thing that the, the, the teenagers would be would have been listening to there in uh, 1998? It was ve- It was like a more... You know, like, obviously teenagers love a folk pop. They do, they do. I mean, the, It was like that, but it was more emphasis on... It was like country pop. Right. Um, that's Lisa Loeb for you folks. How old is Lisa Loeb? Was she more popular in the 80s than she was in the 90s? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. Yeah. 
Um, you yeah, didn't Google enough then, did no, you? I didn't get the full lobe down on that one, unfortunately. Hey! hey. hey. There we go. Well, this is already our best episode. <laughs> Gag-wise. Oh, someone's had two coffees this morning, haven't they? Zelda is upset with Hilda because she leaves the house in a huge mess, like leaving crisps under all the plants and her bra down the back of the couch. Yeah. I- Again, it's why was the bra down the back of the couch? I know Zelda says I don't even want to know. Yeah, but what? What? When did Hilda go out on a date with someone? She was, was it with Willard? Did Willard do that? Or maybe it was just uh, like, uh, oh, let me get out of this. Oh, like, oh, of, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. she was using it as a blindfold for somebody she was torturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Unless it was. I mean, I'm, I'm just thankful that the furniture wasn't the talking furniture. Yeah, <laughs> that that would not have lasted that, long. <laughs> We've seen and felt things <laughs> no furniture should see or feel. Yeah, just gobbles up the bra. Uh, Serena approaches and tells Zelda that she's going to a concert with Harvey this weekend. However, Zelda, in a foul mood, reminds her that she promised to do all her homework this weekend. And won't let her go. Yeah, because last weekend she went out twice. God forbid she goes out twice. If at first you don't succeed, try another aunt, Salem says in response to Sabrina's moaning. That doesn't sound very honest, Sabrina says. You want honest? Or do you want to go out and bleed from your ears with Harvey? Because their seats are right by the speakers. Yeah, that's where the fights break out. That's where the fights break out. Loads of brawls at these uh, folk pop concerts. Oh, God, yeah. Because of all all the rowdy teenagers that love this folk pop, of course. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all, all it takes is that one person to just slightly elbow another in the ribs because it's all too compacted and that's... Zip, fight breaks out. Yeah, that's it. Did you, did you put air blood in my drink? Yeah. <laughs> people are people are bopping around with a banjo solo and uh, yeah. That's, that's it. Riots breaking out. Sabrina takes Salem's bad advice and goes to find Hilda, who herself is in a bad mood because she can't find her shoes. I'd say they wouldn't have gotten up and walked themselves, but in this house, anything is possible. Yes, very much so, actually. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised we haven't seen a pair of walking shoes. Yeah, I mean, the technology to make shoes convincingly walk definitely existed because... Uh, puppets. Puppets. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, shoes... Well, I mean, Jerry Anderson obviously avoided showing his characters walking because he couldn't make it make them do it convincingly. Yes. But uh, shoes just walking by themselves, full-size human shoes, uh, was in bed on some broomsticks. But you'll never know because you didn't vote for it. Fuck you. Graham's <laughs> uh, still bitter about our vote. Uh, of course, first episode we're going to do of our extra credit. Uh, we're going to be watching Hocus Pocus. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. It, it won, yeah, a unanimous winner. I fucking hate democracy. <laughs> it's a democracy, as you would say. It is a democracy. Uh, so we'll be doing Hocus Pocus uh, very shortly. No, I am looking forward to that, yeah. seriously. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Hilda says that Zelda is such an annoying neat freak. Even during the Great Plague, she insisted people left their dead loved ones in neat, tidy rows. I mean, kind of fair enough. So while people were sobbing, bringing out the dead, um, yeah, Zelda was arranging them in nice, neat rows. I wonder the alphabetical order as well. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah. Sabrina asks Hilda if she can go to the concert, and Hilda asks if she already asked Zelda, and if she had already said no. Well, sort of, but she was too busy complaining about you. Oh! And with that, Hilda decides to let her go out of spite. So, yeah, Sabrina pitting one aunt against another, really, just to get them to agree with her. It's yeah. not very nice, is it, boys? Well, she's she's using it to her advantage. She knows their weakness, and she's she's exploiting that weakness. She's being a politician, isn't yeah. she? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not nice to say, oh, I don't know if she said no, she was too busy saying how much she hated well, no, you. That's no, not cool. In actual fact, she didn't actually say no. She just gave a list of reasons why she isn't going. Ah, yeah, I guess. So it didn't actually go, no, you are not going to the concert. So technically that's true. Which, like, yeah, which is, again, something politicians use, technicalities. Yeah. Loophole, yeah. baby. Te- technically, I didn't lie. Yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. Harvey and Sabrina are enjoying their country pop mosh pit, and before you know it, Sabrina gets home, and despite magicking herself into her bedroom, Harvey's car horn and shouting made sure that Zelda was still awake as she magics herself into the bedroom too, as well as brewing an anger storm. Hilda and Zelda then have a massive argument about the night's events, and a serious argument at that. We've never we've seen them be catty with each other, and make little sarky comments, but we've never had them like call each other irresponsible parents, and you know, yeah, really... it never gets that serious, never gets that deep, does it? Yeah. Although we later learn, perhaps they are putting it on. 
I don't. I don't think they're putting this one on. No, this is a legit. It's it's from the next events yeah. that uh, they mm. decide to to sort of act a little bit. Definitely pissed off with one another. Yeah, very angry. Oof. It's the next day, and in Science Club, friend of the show, Gordy announces to his friends that his parents are away at couples therapy, and because he has a massive TV and an indoor pool, he'd like a few friends over. And we then viciously cut to a jock shouting, Empty house party! Nice uh, bit of character development uh, on Gordy here. Oh, yeah. Um, we now know that his parents, A, are rich, huge TV, pool, and B, like a lot of rich couples, have uh, marital difficulties yeah, that they're aiming mar- to uh, resolve with couples therapy. The whole uh, concept in school of like somebody's having a party and so everybody just sort of Gags in on it. I, we, we, we've experienced that. Not necessarily with house parties, because certainly nobody went to our school had a mansion. No. But certainly um, we spent our... Uh, our mis- we misspent our youth at the uh, Conservative Club, not Tories. No. Um, it's just the only place it was that just, you could get served. You could, hire, you could hire it for your 18th birthday. So whenever anybody had an 18th birthday, the entire college, whether they knew them or not, came because they knew they were going to get served, because... The Club could tell themselves, although I'm sure they knew it was not the case, oh, that yeah. it was an 18th, so everybody there must be 18. Yeah, everyone went because they knew they could get served and there were plenty of sausage rolls. Um, so everyone in the school is now heading to uh, to trash Gordy's house, but Sabrina won't be going because she's grounded. Harvey is worried that because she won't be there, they'll have nothing to talk about. It was so, It's like the hub, isn't it? Those mm. parties are the hub of what, what gets discussed in the next week. It sounds really stupid, but these sort of house parties generally do sort of like shape you a little bit, don't you? You, you learn, I feel like you learn a bit about yourself at these parties, like when you get... Especially at that age when you are first experiencing Oh yeah, yeah, not now. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm happy, I'm happy with who I am. I don't need to change. Um, when you are first experimenting with drink, when you are first certainly being the sort of the, the dweebs that we were, sort of, you know, really well, first... we were dweebs. Sort of, yeah, sort of encountering drink and everything for the first time and encountering sort of socialising en masse with groups of people, it's... No no nights out ever feel that important ever again, do they? Mm. With each one, you, you did you did grow and change as a mm. person. Yeah. Like, for example, you knew how how many shots you could have before you threw up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why sort of university, you know, higher education stuff is important, because you, you're allowed just to go out and do whatever you want, yeah. and you really sort of learn... Not your life. Not getting a degree. That is. Oh yeah, get, put, that's part. You get that at the end. Yeah, that's that, that, that's, that, that's sort of that's that's secondary and, yeah. Yeah. and very often pointless. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. but the life experience that uh, going going solo and um, sort of just just having time to sort of find yourself and you know sort of mix among you know like a, a wider spectrum of people mm-hmm. than you typically do in your school because everyone tends to be from roughly the same background. Yeah. yeah, I like to think if Hilda and Zelda were mortals, yes, they'd probably understand how Im- how important a party might be to a uh, to a growing teenager. I think know- knowing Sabrina as they do, knowing that she is pretty sensible and well behaved and doesn't want to upset them, like in this episode mm-hmm. when she's playing them off against each other, she's really sort of hating herself for doing it. Like you can see her sort of conflict, whereas some teenagers would just if they didn't have as close a relationship with their mm-hmm. parents as, as she does with her aunts, um, you know, would think nothing of manipulating them to get what they want. Yeah, yeah. Serena pleads to Hilda, but she very confidently and seriously says no. But it seems word has spread about Sabrina not attending the year's biggest party because Libby is going to pounce on Harvey, or at least she plans to anyway at this party. Didn't she say there's only one other student who's not going to this party, so they decided to transfer school? Yes. <laughs> I, I like to feel Libby had a, a part to play in that because she's she's already said in the past where she's got the power to transfer people, hasn't yeah. she? Um, Nate Richard in this scene, as usual, um, is excellent. This whole thing of and it's happened before. He can't help but smile when Libby sort of like flirts with him. And then remember himself to something. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the house is so big, she probably won't even find it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not the right answer to say. Uh, back home, and Sabrina refuses to ask Zelda if she can go. Do it! Do it! Salem booms. She bites the bullet and goes in. And because she says, the head of the science club, a distracted Zelda suddenly becomes interested. So Sabrina rolls with it. Zelda decides to let Sabrina go to this science club meeting because she loves science and Hilda saying no makes her an idiot. So Sabrina thinks about her deceitful act but gets over it in a few seconds. Again, technically not lying. Yeah, she did say, 
Well, she, she said science club and Zelda, you know, she's got her head stuck in a book sort of uh, science th- things. And she's like, oh, science club? I love science. And she goes, well, the science club are having a... And she just says, meeting. Like, yes, they yes, are meeting. Yeah, people there will, will be, be pe- meeting. People yeah. will be meeting. Yeah. Again, didn't lie. Loophole. Very nice. Yeah, what very, they, yeah, very good. Call it? Not lying, being economical with the truth. Yes. yes. Oh, I yes. like that. That's nice. My dad says that all the time. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't lying, I was thinking I'll go with the truth. Yeah. There we go, so if you take anything away from this show, yeah. Is um, it my dad's a lie? We then get the same Lisa Loeb mosh pit set up, only this time it's funky hip music playing. And, and again, they don't have the, the flashing stage lights, that's literally the only difference between this scene and uh, the concert scene. Yeah, they're a bit sweaty, I think, cause, or they've probably just been in the pool, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's just different people around and they're still shouting and they can't hear what they're saying. It's stereotypical. Alright, we've got two shots of a crowd listening to music, so we're just gonna... What we'll do is we'll do that one, and then uh, you guys will switch out for those guys, and then we'll do that one. And yeah, you guys yeah. get changed. That's it. Jobs yeah. are good. Did not, move, did not move the camera. Did yeah. not change anything <laughs> other than the lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Turn the lights off. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready, and action. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did. Uh, Sabrina gets home only to find both Hilda and Zelda awake and waiting for her. They don't get angry or upset, and instead they say there's only one thing they can do. Hilda must move out. They have come to the agreement that they just aren't good parents together, and because they disagree on so much, it makes sense for them to live apart. They stress that Sabrina isn't the fault here, but, yeah, she was the straw that broke their backs. Yeah, it's a contributing factor. Yes. Yeah, a contributing factor to why their marriage doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Sorry, did I say marriage? I meant um, uh, the relationship. The relationship, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, so so they're, they're trying to say, oh, it's not you, sweetheart, but in this circumstance... It is, and we do later find out that they, you know, it's it's all part of an elaborate plan. It's quite harsh, isn't it? It's yeah, quite quite a drastic way to teach them a lesson. You know, you know how much a divorce, you know, how your parents sort of splitting up, saying they can't take it, and it being pretty clear that looking after you is a big part of the problem. How mm-hmm. much that can mess you up as a teenager, like Sabrina, really, really could go off the deep end because yeah it's they're playing with fire there i think they it made for a good episode don't get me wrong but i mean parenting wise i think they probably could have come to a uh a less scarring solution yeah because i know i know that hilda and zelda do care and love sabrina so much but i guess like sabrina needs to needs to kind of watch what she's doing because they aren't her her parents Mm. They have agreed because they are fa- they are family. They have agreed to you know to to be Sabri- uh, Sabrina's parents, but they're not kind of like obliged to. Well, they are her legal guardians, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, so. they're her legal guardians, but they're not her parents. They could just decide, yeah, move out. Yeah, you know. But instead, they're taking one for the team, and they they're deciding to split to keep Sabrina in a uh, well housed. Really, uh, we cut to Hilda's new townhouse, and as we thought, we may get a new set. They found a clever way to dupe us. As it's the exact same house, only everything is the opposite way round. Yeah, they just removed a wall and put it the other side <laughs> yeah. and turned the furniture around. Cause, that was it. Because Chris, she went, oh, it's the same set. <laughs> but then Sabrina went, this is the exact same thing <laughs> as, as uh, Zelda's house. It's like, well, that's that's the gag. Uh, we failed to mention as well, obviously, with a, we got a new, uh, we got a nice exterior shot of this oh, little yeah. townhouse. But we also got a nice exterior shot of uh, the regular house. It's closer into the front door makes you think that they actually got permission from the person who lived in the house to film on the property whereas the <laughs> yeah. regular establishing shot is from across the street <laughs> yeah. so they could have just pointed the camera at a random house doing it out of a car window yeah just so, so sneaky yeah but no, it was a nice little track down as well mm. yeah, yeah yeah roof roof to door roof to door yeah, yeah. not door to roof roof to door no. hilda shows sabrina to her room as it's the same only from a different angle and when you know the quiz master is in there waiting for her he asks Hilda if he can use her shower again. But this time, don't use my razor. Yeah. How long has he been there? When did he use the shower? Why is he using Hilda's razor? What did they get up to when he was last there? Were... Is that relation to the bra that we found earlier? Oh! Yeah, wow. there. Are they, are they quizzing? 
Yeah. Is that what they're up to? I think they're, they're, I think, I think I th- they're I think, sharing I, quizzes, yeah. yeah. yeah they're quizzing each other. Like he's yeah. quizzing, I think, yeah, I think he's quizzing somebody else, uh, which Serena got very angry about uh, a few episodes back. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm. I think uh, I think there's uh, quite a bit of quizzing going on. Yes, yeah. 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 It's a lot. It's hot and steamy Quiz- quizzing. Yeah, quizzing in every room of that house. Yeah. 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 I did like a, a line that Salem says downstairs before they go into Serena's bedroom where... Uh, he says, hey, everything's the same uh, to Aunt Zelda's house, apart from there's a new doily, and Salem goes, I hate it. <laughs> just, he hates change. He hates change. He also says, what, it smells of sweat and... What is it? Saliva, is it? Yes, it smells of, like, spit. Oh, spit. Spit, yeah. yeah. Uh, sweat and spit, so that makes sense with the whole quizzing analogy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, but then Spoon says, that's just you. And he goes, <laughs> Well, he, might, just... he might have been doing some quizzing himself. Yeah, possibly. Uh, so Hilda says she's hosting a housewarming party and heads downstairs to go zapping some chips, dips, and guests, and decorations. In school, and Sabs goes to her locker only to find the quizmaster squatting in there again. Not like not, squatting. Not, not squatting. Like, yeah, but he's, he's not shitting in her locker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, I mean, he seems to live there. So, <laughs> so, <at some> point, <laughs> <laughs> so there probably is. She's probably going, oh, you're eating my lunch. And why is there a little shit in the corner of my textbook? <laughs> Gross. He tells her that she's been summoned to stand before the witch's council, and then she immediately vanishes inside her locker, complete with a rapturous thunder. Mr. Craft witnesses this and goes to pick up her book that she left behind and the magic letter she left behind. But it crumbles up and disappears before his eyes. Which, by the way, was beautifully done. It was great, yeah. yeah. Same with the floating bag earlier was, was really well done as well. Yeah, because Sabrina is, is obviously, she's arguing in her locker, holding this piece of paper, and Libby's trying to talk to Mr. Craft about something. And he just keeps sort of peering over her shoulder and trying to look. And then she just vanishes and he sees this happen. Like It's not like Libby's in the way and, he, and suddenly she's disappeared. I believe he did watch yeah, he, he did. Sabrina fly into yeah. her locker. And he, uh, yeah, the paper disappears in front of him. And then we get the best Mr. Craft line thus far. He goes, my ex-wife is behind this. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it just speaks volumes. The lengths that he thinks his ex-wife will go to cause him misery. Yeah. In, in the yeah, in the grand tradition of middle-aged divorce men everywhere, he blames everything on his ex-wife. Yeah, that was awesome. But uh, he, seems, <clears throat> he seems satisfied with that answer he's given. My ex-wife is behind this. I just love somebody as fusty as him. Like that's that's the most outlandish thing he can come up with <laughs> as yeah. the explanation for all this. That's the most he can tolerate being, you know, just yeah, just the craziest man ever yeah. <laughs> played by his ex-wife. Uh, so he's, instead of going, yeah, so he'd rather say that his ex-wife is behind this elaborate plan to make him lose his mind. He'd rather go to that first and. So come to terms with maybe Sabrina's magic. Yeah, rather than <laughs> contemplate the existence of magic. Yeah, yeah. But the same, when, when did his ex-wife talk to Sabrina and Hilda and Zelda to organise this grand plan to yeah. convince him he's mental? Well, the Spellmans keep fucking with him. Yeah, and he yeah. clearly didn't have the best marriage. So fucking poor bastard. Yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> At the witches' council meeting, and it turns out it's a custodial hearing, and because they are kaput, she must choose uh, which aunt she wants to live with. Why? Sabrina asks. Check Article 12, Section 15, RuPaul says. Because you say so. So the witch law, you win some and you lose some, I guess. Wait a minute, Phil, did you say RuPaul? Oh shit, I did, didn't I? Yeah, RuPaul uh, is playing the uh, the judge in uh, this, this, this here trial. Um, and he is basically, in America at least, like probably the drag performer that people think of, mm. um, certainly over the last 20 years. He had probably become famous like, about five years before this. He had a hit single that was mainly in music, because oh, wow. he was like a, a nightclub performer in New York. Um, where he first made his impact, his uh, 1993 hit Supermodel um, was what first brought him uh, to people's attention. These days, uh, he's best known for the uh, talent show RuPaul's Drag Race, where yes. he tries to find America's next uh, drag star. Yeah, he is basically he's basically America's drag queen, you might say, and he gets to uh, play his his regular bald self and yes. his drag self. Uh, in this episode, of course. That is a very detailed background because all I knew of RuPaul... So I was really shocked to see him in Sabrina because all I know of RuPaul is RuPaul's Drag Race that started, like, what, six years ago or something? It was uh, ten years ago, actually. Oh, wow! Okay, I didn't even know about it ten years ago. I (laughs) found out, like, 
three years yeah, ago. 2008 it began, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, wow. even, I didn't even realise that RuPaul had, had such a long career, because obviously, same boat as Chris, I only found out that RuPaul's Drive Race uh, a couple of years ago. Didn't even know that, you know, from the early 90s he was, yeah. you know, he was famous. So it's a pretty pretty big star in that case then to, to appear in Sabrina. Yeah, I think probably the reality show sort of more cemented him in more minds than possibly he was, he was in at this time. But yeah. Certainly he is the most visible... A performer in like a, a genre of entertainment mm-hmm. so yeah quite a big deal yeah so there we go that's RuPaul for you and we'll, uh, we'll see a bit more of him and her as the episode progresses Serena can't believe she has to choose which aunt to live with oh and speaking of obviously you guys say ants don't you yes aunts. you say aunts I say yeah. aunts which uh, both are correct yep. RuPaul also says aunts Okay. It's the only only American, I think, in the show thus far who actually says aunts and not ants. I didn't pick up on that, but that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I immediately felt closer to him. I was like, yes, RuPaul, yes. Do you think his friends make fun of him for doing it? <laughs> <laughs> when he does his podcast, maybe yeah. he's going to go, ants and aunts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sabrina can't believe she has to choose which aunt to live with. Come on, you lived with them for a year now. You must have a favourite, RuPaul says. And hurry, I've got a squash game to get to. Sabrina Khan decides to eventually give Sabrina time to think it over. And with that, he steps down, already in his squash gear, and goes to play with the Quizmaster. Who <laughs> tells him, you're going down! <laughs> That's one of my favourite moments of the episode. Just a great little twist. One, just a man in judge's robes and... Shorts and uh, like te- tennis shorts and, and stuff. Yeah. Tennis shorts and tennis shoes. Uh, it was amazing. Also, you kind of think the quizmaster dresses so bizarrely. Anyway, you, you kind of think it's kind of weird. He seems to be an exercise game, but whatever. It's the quizmaster. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, that reveal was excellent. We're then treated to a look how different their life. 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 <laughs> their life choices are. <laughs> We're then treated to a look how different their life choices are montage, with Hilda and Zelda seemingly competing to win Sabrina's affection. Uh, so Zelda's home life consists of uh, fun science. Explosions. That's, Explo- that's fun, isn't it? Giant sword sparkler magic. Oh, yes. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Very fun. That's fun science. Oh, uh, as well as those wonderful... Uh, the, a wonderfully cooked meal with waiter in tow, yes. as well as a very st- a stylish pianist yes. playing on the grand piano while I sit marvelling their books with reading glasses, including Salem. Salem was wearing reading yes. glasses, wasn't yeah. he? Felt Which more sophisticated. Amazing. It, it, it's a shame that, that the hunky butlers weren't there, but I guess... I guess know, having old, an old older gentleman as, as a, as a no, butler. No, no, no. Um, Hilda got those. The hunky butlers are Hilda's. Yeah, so they're we don't see them, but they're, they're, they yeah. definitely moved with her. Yeah, because yeah. if you remember, they're in the dungeon locked up, and the dungeon, yeah. Hilda got the dungeon. Yes, the in, in, in the divorce, yeah. she got the dungeon. So yeah. they're still in the dungeon. Yes. So yes, yeah, so we've got fun science, quiet reading, and butlers, whilst Hilda's more rocky outlook on life involves a giant Tarzan swing, a trampoline, and a man juggling in the dining room. As well as a slide down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And all the while, Mr. Kraft is trying to return Sabrina's book. <laughs> yeah. And is constantly being uh, confronted by this insanity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes to return it to Zelda, and there, yeah, we've got these swords with, that are sparkling, and they've all, you know, got explosion faces, and like, oh. And then he goes to return it to, uh, to Hilda, and yeah, they're just on a giant slide. So, yeah, it's all good fun. Which one would you be more prone to living with, chaps? Um, I think too much of one would really uh, get to you either way. At, at this point in time, I mean, life is sweet for Sabrina. She, oh. Much like Hannah Montana, she is getting the best of both worlds. She is. Um, yeah, yeah, she can she can just have just anarchy with Hilda, and then, yeah, a lot more of a, a cultured, sort of laid-back uh, time with Zelda. I'd, I'd go with Zelda. I think I'd go with Zelda. I yeah. think... I think nice as as fun as Hilda would be, there gets to a point where helping her clean those bodies gets a little. You, yeah, yeah, there's probably a darker side of looking. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you'd be in great shape the amount of graves that you've dug. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah that's it very gets true. a bit depressing and morbid after a while. <laughs> Back at the Witches' Council meeting, and Sabs is still undecided. So RuPaul uses a what-if spell in the form of a crystal ball, where she can ask it any question, and it will show what would happen if uh, if that happened. As an example, she wonders, what if Keenan and Kel won the lottery? Same universe! Same universe, but, well, this is the NCU, isn't it? The Nickelodeon Cinematic Universe. Is that, uh, is that right? It is, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Fine. Because <laughs> you've got a big NCU crew 
crossover. And yeah, we get to see uh, Keenan and Kel. They win and subsequently lose a winning lottery ticket. Yes. Probably sits alongside Sabrina, I would say, as two best remembered or most beloved uh, children's sitcoms oh, yeah, of the 90s. A, a Nickelodeon show uh, starring uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell, where they were cast members on the Nickelodeon sketch show All That, which is also where uh, their film Good Burger came from, came from a All sketch right. in that show. Yeah. Um, I fucking love that film. Good Burger, it's good. And uh, basically it was a sort of a family sitcom, akin to refreshments about there, but more like sort of like aimed at children. Yes, yeah. Um, where, you know, Keenan lived with his sort of fa- fairly straight-laced conventional family and Kel was his, his idiot friend who was always getting him into sort of wacky things, uh, wacky schemes, and they uh, worked. No, I I'd say it's Keenan that was getting. Keenan Keenan was always views. looking to make a quick book, wasn't yeah. it? And it was Kel that was too sort of dopey. It was a bit of a, it was a yeah. moron, wasn't Kel, it? Kel yeah. always messed it up. Yeah, basically. and they worked, didn't they, at a uh, at a convenience store uh, run by uh, the, Chris, by yep, Chris. the <laughs> much put upon Chris. In a similar sort of like um, self-deprecating, wisecracking loser role that Paul Feig played in Sabrina, in yeah, a way. Yeah. Um, and there was an episode, season two, episode three, I believe, where Kel wins the lottery and then misplaces the ticket. So I don't know. And we did Google in order to find. We did Google for fuck's sake. In order to find that this episode existed and aired in '97, so it definitely existed by the time that yes. Sabrina aired. Uh, Keenan and Kel ran 96 till 2000, so um, started around about the same time as Sabrina. Uh, so there is an episode where Kel wins the lottery uh, but misplaces his ticket. So this clip of them accidentally putting the lottery ticket in a sandwich, that could have been from that episode or it could have been specially made for this, this crossover yeah. event. I don't know. Yeah, so so yeah, we didn't want to watch... I mean, I'm, I'm ha- I'll happily watch Kid and Kel, but I, don't, I didn't want to watch another episode of something else before we talk about the episode of Sabrina we then watched 20 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> just just to find out if this one-minute clip yeah. existed. But it, but it, it possibly either existed within this uh, episode or they just made uh, they just did a new scene based off uh, yeah. a storyline that happened. Also, uh, the Kid and Kel theme tune, of course, provided by the man who rocked the Westbridge Bowl. Julio. <laughs> it did, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Kel... Did Kel he die? Did did didn't die? I um I don't know how widespread this was because this was this was in school. Wasn't this it? was huge yeah, in school, massive. Yeah, this was literally word of mouth in school. Like oh, you know, because yeah, say it ran until two thousand. Um, Keenan in particular has gone on to have a decent career, like being on Saturday Night Live and things. Kel still does stuff for Nickelodeon, but it's nowhere near as visible. Yeah. Uh, so the 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 common uh, assumption, the sort of the the rumor that was, was spread around was that. The show ended because Kel died. Like yeah, I accepted I mean, that as near fact for a long, long time. It was on. They did. I remember it was on Children's BBC on, on the uh, CBBC. Just I think it was either before an episode or after an episode of Keenan and Kel. I remember this very specifically, where the presenter and Otis the Aardvark told us that um, some of you may have heard that Kel. Um, had sadly died in a car accident. Yeah. However, we can report that that is not true. Right. And I remember that specifically going, oh my God, I'm so relieved. But I remember specifically said the rumour, I don't know if there was multiple uh, multiple man- manifestations of this yeah. rumour, but specifically I remember it being widely believed that he died in a car crash. And... CBBC took it upon themselves to announce to all the children watching that everything is fine. Well, good for them, but I must have, wow. missed, I must have missed that announcement because well yeah. into my teens, I believe Kel was dead. <laughs> up until about like 10 years ago, I believe. Up until about dead. 10 minutes ago, I thought he was <laughs> right, dead. Kel's not dead! He is alive. Yeah. He is alive. alive and well. He's 39 and still working for Nickelodeon. Sabina then asks the Magic Ball what it would be like if she lived with Aunt Hilda, and it shows her being a disgusting, unorganised slob. Suddenly, a mustachioed Harvey walks in. He was pulling that off. <laughs> Jesus. Woo, doggy. I mean, we, we, we've been teased a few times, uh, particularly at the start of this season, episodes one and two, that Harvey could grow a moustache. Mm-hmm. He was shaving it, what, once once a month, was it? Yes. Three yeah. times a month, something like that. And there we go. And if he just lets it grow... Oh, it was dashing, tidy, beautiful, tidy, majestic. You might also say mm. it um, made him look like an air uh, aeroplane pilot. He, 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 he did. really he did. did have a pilot look yeah, about him. He had a pilot look about him. If you were to take him that image of him and put him in the 1940s and have him as a, an aircraft pilot, 
you yes. wouldn't miss a step. Yeah. yeah. All he needs is a pipe. All he needed was a pipe and, and a and a hat. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Fabulous. He, and he's got slick brill creamed hair oh, and everything. Yeah. Oh. He looks distinguished as he, yeah, I, I love I love this scene. He, played, he also Nate Richard played it so well, just being sort of like a sort of button down sort of straight yeah. man. Yeah, st- yeah, yeah, straight man, sort of sort of straight laced. Got his got his life together, and then his 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 old his old high school flame, who's a complete slob, even though he did once love her. He actually played the whole thing of like that he did once love Sabrina, but he had to move on because she just won't. Like, yeah, it was something like, um, oh, weren't we supposed to get married? Oh, yeah, uh, and he says, yeah. She's three like the, years ago. Yeah, she's like the marriage license yeah, expire, and she had the marriage license with a bit of gum crumpled up on the sofa. Yeah. Oh man, she had to pull it out of a magic hat first, and she's yeah. pulling those handkerchiefs out. So he's he's got he's gone away, and Phil, who has he decided to uh, shack up with instead? He's married Libby, oh, who boys. enters and literally says, "She's still alive. Can we go now?" <laughs> <laughs> Cold as ice, brilliant. Yeah. And uh, he goes, "Hey, Sabrina, would you like to meet our little one?" there's a push chair in there and it's just like a doll's body but with Jenny Lee Green sticking her head through the pram going ew and then uh, spewing (laughs) right in Sabrina's face delightful now now we talk about it now I've realised just how good that scene is yeah it's very very good doesn't it yeah it, it, sort of at first when we were watching it, it was yeah. a bit of a throwaway but actually Darwin it's, it's really yeah. well done yeah. and, and Sabrina herself as well is very un-Sabrina in this and she's just like she come on Harvey uh, grab a bike let's mountain bike up the <laughs> stairs yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like so she um, you know she could be in her mid-twenties maybe at this point yeah. in the episode and she's still acting like a kid just because apparently Hilda will never grow up but yeah Maybe she has, and Sabrina just hasn't. So. And you know, Sabrina's six hundred odd years old, not married, so uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's entirely possible that's where she'd be headed. <laughs> yeah, Sabrina then asks what it'd be like if she lived with Zelda, and she's seen being a big science nerd who has perfected a anti wrinkle cream. Is it? No, the- no, she hadn't perfected it. It was an anti aging cream, and she hadn't perfected it. She was running trials with. Yes, it. it's a potion. Yeah, it's a, yes. So she's running trials for this anti aging cream that she gives to Libby every week, mm-hmm. and she's got Libby on a. a bit of a leash because she says come on what do you say she says Sabrina's the best and I'm a freak um, so Sabrina seems pretty chuffed by this but RuPaul says no you've got to watch on uh, all seems swell but uh, she also regularly hangs out with Mr. Kraft who's part of the sort of anti-aging formula as well however he's in a different group is he so he is just, he's old as balls man <laughs> he's grandfather clock time whatever the fuck that is <laughs> yeah so she, so, so he's part of another, uh, a, another group where yeah, he's actually having aging cream. Yeah. So there was three, three groups: the, uh, the anti-aging cream group, a placebo group, and an aging group. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's got signs showing signs of like dementia. He's loss of hearing, and yeah, he is he is old. I think he's come. got Parkinson's as well. Yeah. He's yeah. he's just he's a fucking mess, and Sabrina doesn't really. She doesn't really care, does she? She's kind of just like, oh, well, it's in the name become, of science. It's interesting, really, because the assumption, obviously, in the, the what if she lived with Hilda flashback was that she's become a little like Hilda, just completely disorganised and everything. But, like, Zelda's not heartless, is she? No. If anything, she's got more of a conscience than Hilda, as we constantly talk about. But, yeah, Sabrina's just become... She's become, like, a super villain in a way in a, in a way yeah she's turned Libby into an addict which she's exploited Libby's insecurities because no doubt the kind of person Libby is as she got older she probably would do anything to sort of hold on to her youth um, she's killing Mr. Kraft literally <laughs> slowly um, yeah. and she's all, and, and uh, I mean poor Harvey as well because uh, we, Harvey shouts like um, hey honey can you come over here for a sec she's like oh my god me and Harvey together this has got to be good and she lifts up a cloth and he is well, he's Zordon isn't he <laughs> yeah he's fucking Zordon he's just this floating image of a head it's not even a floating head it's a floating projection of a head <laughs> yeah in this Literally jar Zordon. and he, yeah he's got a, you know he's, he's uh, sort of babbling in this in this tank and, and it uh, turns out that the reason why he's in this jar of fluid is because Sabrina gave him a potion that dissolved his body. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, Sabrina, I I wish to uh, to step away from the the anti the aging cream trial. Why? Because I think it's keeping me alive. <laughs> yeah, Harvey wishes he was dead, which you would if you were a 
floating image of a head, not even a head. <laughs> not even a head, a just, yeah, just an image. <laughs> that, yeah, not even, you, you're not even, like, touchable sort no. of thing. You just go straight through him like a ghost. Yeah. I mean, we're chilling. We have established, you know, that sort of headless people do, you know, lead full lives and contribute uh, greatly to society. Mm. But that's that's a body without a head. Mm. I think a head without a body confined to a jar. That that that's where we draw the line. I don't think you. Could that's live. Futurama. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you could live much of a life there. Because Zordon, I mean, from the Power Rangers movie, when Zordon's glass tube is shattered, he is just a man, isn't he? He's just yeah. a man lay, laying on this shattered tube and yeah. so he's just a man who lives in a tube he's fine yeah <laughs> I don't know why that's he's just a man who lives in a tube he's just a man in a tube who's <laughs> slowly dying lovely RuPaul then gives her another day to decide otherwise he'll be forced to make the decision for her but his idea is orphanage he says he's like yeah, really he putting the pressure on that she must choose Sabina decides that she must put something they both love in danger to bring them together. Salem is relieved that she's talking about herself, and he even suggests pushing her down the stairs. Yay! <laughs> Violence. He says it so like, happily, like, I'll even push you down the stairs. It's he so... is trying to help, though. Yeah. He's trying to help in the most sort of bloodthirsty, evil witch kind of way. As a former supervillain, he's probably not, not being able to physically harm anybody for a long time yeah. he's probably quite eager to do so you know he'll cause physical harm but he'll actually be helping the person yeah but and, and as well with him being a cat it's very believable that I bet if you stood on the top of a very tall set of stairs and a cat was nearby it'd probably go on its back two legs and just put all its weight on you oh, and yeah. actually push you down totally so, absolutely Sabrina has a better idea, though. She uses magic to make her hair fall out. Lovely. And because Hilda is grossed out by it, she brings her to Zelda's, where they both tend to her. I really didn't. Well, it's fine having a hair fall out, but be completely bald. Yeah. Because the hair, like, mostly bald, like, wisps yeah. of hair, that I d- that only means one thing in most people's minds. Yeah. Ke- chemothera- it, it, chemotherapy, it, of course. So, yeah, it's certainly uh, came alopecia. Or alopecia. Yeah. You know, g- genuine, genuine sort of, like, really, like, yeah, horrible ailments and things. You know, you could just have a, oh, I'm, I'm completely bald. That would be fine. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think her being completely bald would have been more tasteful, yeah. I think. I mean, we won't dwell on it so much, but no, yeah. I, I, I agree with the exact same thing. Oh, you know, why, why did it have to be the hair? Why couldn't she just, like, uh, over-enlarge an arm or something? Yeah, something completely fictitious that never actually happens to people. Like, yeah, yeah, something growing off a face or, uh, yeah. No, because yeah. that's the elephant man. Now, come on, man. <laughs> or Randy. Was it, was it Randy? Yeah, it was. Oh, with yeah, all his ears, yeah. 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 Uh, but no, like, swollen arm or something. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, no, she decides to uh, to have just bits of hair stuck on her head. Hilda and Zelda seem to be getting along just fine, and Sabrina thinks her plan is going swell. But it seems that they've hired a specialist to assist them. And it's a fully dragged out, digivolved RuPaul now, who gives her a ghastly purple beehive do. Mate, it looked awesome. <laughs> I think it did yeah. look pretty cool, yeah. Very sort of Marge Simpson meets Amy Winehousey meets... Barney <laughs> meets the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, but yeah, so RuPaul's like, I need Sabrina to sign a release form. Oh, and I'd suggest putting the stereo on yeah. to drown out the screams. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Nice little touch, that. Yeah, so RuPaul yeah. obviously looking fabulous, sort of helping her out. So again, we see uh, two parts of, of this man's character. Sabrina fears for her life and confesses that, it was, uh, that her hair loss is just a spell to try and get her broken family back together again. Hilda and Zelda too confess they didn't really split up. It was all a ruse to make Sabrina realise that they're better parents as a unit and they shouldn't pit them against each other. RuPaul then de-digivolves back into Witch's Council Judge Man, who was more than happy to help during this quiet, difficult month. But he leaves without fixing Sabrina's hair. Well, it's a good job you're grounded then. <laughs> Studio audience laugh. There's also a great line there when Sabrina confesses her plot, where Salem reacts... Oh, yes. You did what? <laughs> no, he's been present for the whole scheme. <laughs> the credits roll and Mr. Kraft has popped around to return Sabrina's schoolbook and tell them that he's decided, or rather his grandma has, that he must see a psychiatrist because of all the strange, magical and sparkly things he's seen lately. Hilda and Zelda just about convince him that they're all normal. That is, however, until Sabrina walks in with Salem, who now has an adorable purple beehive do too. And of course... She's carrying Salem, and obviously you can't carry the puppet. Um, so it's a legit cat. 
with this beehive on it. <laughs> it's the equivalent of putting a party hat on a cat. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder how long that stayed on. <laughs> imagine the struggle. Imagine the str- Imagine the fuss. I mean, would it? Did it work? Did we enjoy that ending? Well, I enjoyed a cat in a beehive. They got a cat. They got a cat in a suit before as well, of yeah. course. So uh, imagine the fuss, but they did it. Yeah. Um, what can they not put this cat in? I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna go with an airtight container. Yeah. Yes, well, they, yeah. they could not. Yeah. yeah. Car boot. He's been in. That's fine. That's pretty airtight. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be dead until you look inside them. So there we go. That is episode 24. Uh, Sabrina's choice. Boys, did we enjoy this episode? Yes. And now I've talked about it, I think it was an extremely good episode. Yes. It was, uh, it was uh, the guest stars, the the look into the future, uh, the the montage. Love a good montage, and with those nuggets of Mr. Craft all throughout. Just those nugget nuggets, and it's like this is my ex-wife's doing. Not even referencing that it could be magical in any way. And then it's like, yeah, it's it always seems to be when I'm around you guys. Oh, nothing strange ever happens here. It's just it's placing those little little nuggets all throughout the season and we're picking it up toward the end. There's another good uh, craft line you just reminded me of, Chris, where he says, uh, when he's talking about his, his uh, grandmother suggested that you seek uh, help. He yeah. said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing strange things here and there, usually here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when Sabrina comes out with Salem yeah. with the yeah. purple hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, so Mr. Craft, you know, he, he was only in it for, uh, you know, a little bit at the time, but yeah, he's very, very good. I thought the, the what-if scenarios were, were very good, yeah. and quite dark as well in some of them. But we um, love the dark visions, don't we? Like the um, Sabrina loves clapping the rubbers. Yeah, so. man, yes. They are experimenting with different ways of uh, portraying all this. Um, yeah, I thought RuPaul was amazing. It was it was pretty cool to see Keenan and Kel in Sabrina. I yeah, thought that was, yeah, that was really neat, though. Yeah. Because you'd expect to maybe see Archie references, but I guess they'd lean towards the Nickelodeon. Yeah, I wish I wish it was. I mean, we don't know whether it was a specially recorded clip or, or whether it was from an episode, but it would have been good to see them interact. Yeah, like or oh, maybe yeah. a, a full-on crossover. Even if it was just for a scene. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, good to see them there. Yeah, the the NCU. Really, yes. I think it really yeah. needs to grow. I think that's fun. I, I think it was it was an episode just full of these little nuggets. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going with. And each one of these nuggets really, uh, I think, drove the actual progression mm. of this yeah. overall story arc, which is great. Um, a bit of a, a sort of a weird sort of trivia, fun fact about this episode. Apparently, this is obviously just going from IMDb and the Screen of the Teenage Witch uh, wiki page. Apparently, this was planned to be the finale episode. Right. So I reckon they filmed episode. it last because mm. they moved the set around. Yeah. For the uh, oh, yeah. Sort of like the Bizarro uh, Bizarro World uh, House. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So allegedly, this uh, yeah this was supposed planned originally um, to be the last episode. So it'd be good when we see the the finale in a couple of episodes time. And make the decision whether they were right or yeah, not. Yeah, and see what was the best one. But yeah. obviously, that is an episode for another day. We're still on about this one. So it's up to uh, to Chris, our rank master. Uh, each week, he decides what our episode deserves to be scored out of. So, Chris, this episode, Serena's Choice, the anti-penultimate episode. As the rank master general, I would have to go with 6.5. Drag queens sashaying away! 6.5 drag queens sashaying away! I really like this episode, so I'll go a full mark higher. I think 7.5 drag queens sashaying away. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with Graham. I think 7.5 is a very strong episode. My, yeah, I think my score changed during the progression of our yeah. chat. I think so 7.5. Uh, would you like to know what the next episode is? Episode 25. 25, baby. Yeah. Gwed, go on, tell us. This is our uh, penultimate episode. It is. Second from the end. We don't need to Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> it is entitled Rumor Mill. Oh. Oh. Rumour mill. Oh. What I think this episode might be about. That rings a bell. Hmm. Well, they love, don't they, um, actually sort of bringing sort of metaphors, um, sayings to, to life uh, as, as, uh, as things that actually exist. So I'm going to say that in the other realm there is actually a mill where rumours are made and released out into the world and they sort of like, almost like catching an illness or something, they like spread. Um, so Sabrina goes to that place to stop a rumor from spreading about her, and that that's all, that's almost exactly right. Except it's Sabrina who goes there to do work experience and starts rumors off. 
That, Chris, yeah, yeah. Both, it, both, that's exactly what it is. I yeah. remember it. It's, yeah. it's like rumor mill. Oh, that rings a bell. You start describing it. I'm like, yeah, but it's Sabrina that goes there for work experience or something. Yeah. You, you guys switch button bar one little bit. It's oh. a community service, just oh. not work experience. But what? yeah, come on. So in order to get her witch's license, Sabrina must pull some other realm community service by working in the rumor mill with Donald Faison. Ah. ah. So Donald Faison, he's not playing that guy who wanted to be Magic Jules' assistant. Nobody is playing a character which then recurs quite he's a in, bit in the he's in, seasons. Uh, yeah, he's in three episodes. He's in yeah. uh, episode 25, the finale, and episode one of season ah, three. Right. Okay. Uh, he plays a Dashiell, right. who, is, who is another halfie. All right. Interesting there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's this is a good episode. It's got really daft, but I think well-written bits in it so we see some really funny scenarios it has one. a lot of potential I think that concept so yeah so it. it's very good so this is uh, next week's episode so we're very excited to crack on with that one and I hope you are too but as for this episode thank you very much for joining us here my name has been Phil Dean I've been joined by Mr Graham Rally. thank you very much Graham you're welcome goodbye and thank you very much reluctantly to Chris Evans <laughs> I'm so sorry mate <laughs> I am so sorry honestly you better not forget next year I fucking hope not Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners, and it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at SabrinaWatch. You can find us on Facebook, just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch, and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be Be magic. A caped crusader takes through the air, and suddenly the animals all shit themselves because a witch rocks up and starts singing in the distance. Mm. A set of 90s twins run off into the woods to shout for Emily! 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 Uh, Hairstyle-wise, here, 90s twins. Yeah, like curtain dwellers is is the way I... uh, Curtain described them as. Curtain dwellers doing their best. Where is thou, Emily? Um, (laughs) Oldie-worldy dialogue. The V V has seen her fled toward... Yes. Forest, yeah. Yes. Thou shalt not be down <laughs> around bound by thine ropes. <laughs> Look after animals, thou must heed toward Emily. Yonder. Yonder. <laughs> so, yeah, they bugger off. And uh, yeah, the young chap runs off to look for a little girl. He trips in hilarious fashion and finds a delightful cottage, complete with a purple chimney and a mill. The, there's only one thing I want to say about that scene. Yeah. He's not wearing any fucking shoes. He's not wearing any shoes, is he? I didn't no, know this was set in Hobbiton. He's traipsing through the forest with no shoes on. And he works within animals as well. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, Beaties, you I, think, know. I think a runaway sister is the least of his worries. I mean, you know, obviously he suffers quite an unfortunate fate in the end, uh, does the young man, but he probably would have succumbed to uh, gangrene. Uh, yeah, thou pretty... hast athlete's foot. <laughs> <laughs> thou hast much worse than that, I think. Dysentery. Yeah. 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 So Chap looks into the house in the most unstealthy fashion because he goes, Emily! And then sort of ducks because he's uh, giving the game away. The witches come together to use a spell from book with an eye. They throw a dead man's toe into the cauldron and they go to drown Emily in some broth. But Chap shouts no and pulls the potion away. He's soon put in his place and is rightfully electrocuted. Electrocuted? Yeah, very early on. Very early on, right? That electrocution, the lightning coming out the fingertips. It's the fucking force, mate. It's, it is the fucking it is. force, It's the fucking mate, force, it? mate. It's Star Wars, same universe. <laughs> yes. Pure Palpatine, though. It's oh, like the, the yeah. exact same. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Except this time, sort of Bette Midler has chosen to go with like the Dio sort of devil horns. So she's yes. uh, so she's sort of let's rock Gene Simmons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's using the devil horns to use her electrocution. But yeah, hundred percent pure Palpatine right there. It seems that whatever they fed to Emily seems to have worked, as she's turning into a ghost and then a literal one. As we gloss over the fact that she's died to make them all a bit younger. So there we go. Five minutes in, child death. We we weren't wrong, were we? 
Uh, also, there's another um, parallel with another witching film here. Stardust. Stardust, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, Stardust, uh, The Witches, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sarah Alexander, and somebody else. You love Michelle Pfeiffer. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I love Sarah Alexander too, and I can't remember the third woman. Because I think she's equally sort of obscure relative it, to the other two. Kathy Nimjini? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if <laughs> she was constantly playing overlooked witches? Um, anyway, yes, they, um, they, uh, their quest is to... Um, make themselves younger, although only Michelle Pfeiffer succeeds in doing it yeah. uh, in Stardust. Exactly, but the, the slight difference is rather than a small child and you're sucking the life out of a small child, you're sucking the life out of a star. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this one, uh, that star is a child's face, and uh, that's how they get younger. So she's died anyway, and uh, the witches are now looking a little bit younger. Sarah Jessica Parker insists on sexually assaulting the young chap for his intrusion, but Bette Midler has a better idea, and they turn him into a cat forever. They then gather round for a good old-fashioned lynching. The three of them are gruesomely hung, dangling feet and all, vowing to return to kill children in the future. So let's recap for you. So we're about, uh, I think, about seven five minutes. Mi- about seven, seven minutes, minutes in. Yeah, at maximum. No more than seven We'll call minutes. it seven. This this is um, the prologue, isn't it? It's, you know, it's oh. a, a set an entirely different time, just setting the scene for uh, the adventure we're about to go on. A girl of about seven years of age, dead. Her brother, about 15 years of age, mm-hmm. not dead, but as far as his parents are aware, he yeah. is dead. He's yeah. just, his soul has been transformed into that of a cat, much yeah. like Salem and yeah. Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three witches hung. <laughs> Yeah. There uh, is... More specifically, lynched. Lynched. Yeah, there are... the crowd gathers with uh, burning torches and all just to watch this spectacle. Yeah, there are mitigating circumstances which can bring them back to life, which obviously do transpire, mm-hmm. but for the time being, dead. Body count, five. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Disney film. We're seven minutes in. <laughs> One minute, 20 seconds per body. (laughs) (laughs) 